everybody, and thanks for joining us for another episode of How Are We Still Married? Glad you're along for this ride. I can't even remember where we are. <laughs> we talked know, about but, so much. So before we, before we did this, sort of um, you know, sort of sets up how things go for us. So before we just were about to turn on the the audio here, Betsy, can you fix my this little bow that I have on my on my shoe? And so I, I tried to fix it, and of course, but then- you untied it. I just wanted you to pull the loops back through because they had it tied in some special way. And see, now my moccasin's she, she's ruined. She's wearing this moccasin that's it's ruined. Uh, your your moccasin is ru- ruined. So it's always you like you you ask me for help, I help, and then it's just like get away. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> now I have to get a new payo. It looks exactly the same. <laughs> no, it, look, they don't. <laughs> yes, they do. They don't. They well, this don't. this is riveting. Anyway. <laughs> If, if you don't like to hear this kind of thing or whatever, you can write to us at us at stillmarriedpodcast.com. So anyway, yes. so we're, we were talking previously about uh, now now we've lived in Houston. How many places have we lived at this point now? God, but, I've lost count. I don't know. Because we went back. Did we talk about a long time ago? Did we talk about how I got the measles when I was at my mom's? I don't think we did. Because we moved back in with my mom, and then I got the measles. And that was like after Baltimore. Baltimore, the ghost, the the mafia, and then measles. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a good I don't three. know, but I mean, so many times that we've had to put stuff in storage and then had to go back in with her, I think at least at least a couple of times. Do you remember the one storage unit that we had one time that, uh, I think it was in Texas, It was actually. in Texas. We were just talking about the fire ants. Yeah, fire ants. That, I was devastated because they destroyed Brooks's crib that we had in storage. Well, so we opened up this storage unit that we had had for I don't know why. I guess we always haul around so much junk. Well, it just keeps accumulating. Because what happens is like you get this job offer and and then they don't give you any time to get there. And so it's like, oh, pack up quick. How do we have time to go through stuff? It's not like we have six weeks like most people do. The media doesn't work that way. And so we're just going through and trying to hurry up and pack whatever we find. I mean, sometimes we would have movers come in and they'd actually pack a full garbage can and unpack the full garbage can with <laughs> yeah. Kansas City garbage that now wound up in Houston. I know. We, we I think we have lots of boxes. That's why we, we end up with so much stuff like that. But uh-huh. we had this storage unit there that we had, had sitting there maybe for six months or something like that. So we go out there one time to open. We open up the sliding door. Door, and it just dumps with ants dumps, and like like sand on fire your head. ants build these kind of dirt mounds like <laughs> we were talking about before but it's like sand filled with ants and so we slide this thing up and it just these ants just pour out yeah they poured out and they were over they were on the door so as the door went up the ants fell down yeah it's like raining like ants and that's, that's exactly what i yep. need after uh being two times in the bitten, emergency yeah <laughs> with stupid fire ants like oh my god plus it was you know that was an out, outside storage unit and i that think was the dumb part we didn't know any everything better. with yep. in the houston temperatures and we pretty much had to get oh, rid of everything all that was stuff. like had been parched like parchment paper like it was yellow and cracking open yeah. And so the, the crib was a goner. Um, a lot of our wedding china had been messed up in that storage. And I can't remember. That was a sad moment for me because we had lost a lot of important things that we we were had been in the paid for apartment with the maid service, which was awesome. And Channel 13 in Houston did that. But then when we finally got to move into our house, we still had a lot of our stuff in storage that we had moved ourselves. We just never got back to it because it was absolutely destroyed from heat and ants. Because, of course, we'd be moving to Houston in June. But I guess the question, you know, because we still haul around a lot of stuff. Like, we've got a storage unit now. But, Ted, we just got rid of 2,000 pounds in a truck. We weighed, we had to weigh the truck. I know, but 2,000 pounds of of crap we just threw out Think of all the stuff we have. And we even have stuff in our garage that's just, like, we have some boxes because Brooks is just as bad that he just likes to Never keep everything. Never wants to throw anything out. So we, we have a box out there that Brooks labeled a really big box that says floor crap. 
Yep. <laughs> That's how it's labeled. <laughs> right. I don't even know what that means. Box one of four. Yeah. Floor, <laughs> floor crap. <laughs> I know. That's how he learned to pack. I and mean, I that's think, what he does. He just throws it and goes because that's what he was trained to do. I think we have every toy that he ever touched. <clears throat> Time to go. <laughs> every outfit that he, he ever, ever wore, wore which is crazy. With stains on it, probably. We need to, we need to like donate some But we stuff. did. What was the 2,000 pounds we just threw away in I don't know. Work? What was it? Because I think it multiplies. Because we, no. we still get rid of stuff, and then we still have... We had got, two massive storage units in Cedarburg, and we got rid of one full one. I that, don't even know what it is. I don't know either, but it's packed to the brim full of floor his crap, toys. probably. Yeah. Well, and, you know uh, what? We can't keep all his toys, because he, he, we always say, oh, his babies want to play with that. No, they no, won't. No, they don't. No. No, they don't. He didn't want to play with your crap. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> so. really. Yeah, like, oh, here's my Hot Wheels set. Oh, that's great. Where's a new Hot Wheels? Right, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. So anyway, we're in Houston and dealing with fire ants and heat and swamp and, oh my God, the humidity. Everyone thinks, oh, you're moving to Texas. It's going to be dry and hot. No, that would be in Dallas. When you go to Houston, it's like being in New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a it's a really big cosmopolitan city. And but... a lot of it's really gorgeous. Yeah. Lots and lots of trees. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and we lived out in Sugarland, Texas. And that was, I thought that was a... I mean, amazingly, with all the moves, we did stop for seven years and stay in one location. Well, at least one city. Well, Sugar but Land. you're you're forgetting that there was a part in there after like four and a half years that we moved to L.A. for a quick little respite. We left everything in our oh, house. Oh, yeah, that was after we moved to the new house. See, I'm still, my mind yeah, is still no. in the old house because we just got there. So it's sort of like the Phoenix thing. We went to L.A. briefly for a job that I... Well, we'll we'll tell that That's story later. That's the later. next show. That, yeah. People won't even believe it. A job it, that, that we stupid. move out to that never really materialized, but we still stayed out there that for That was totally stupid. Yeah. But but anyway, just going back to our, <laughs> our time our savings. at our, our little house there. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking like over all of this stuff, over these 35 years and 35 moves, we just have made dumb mistakes. <laughs> I just yeah. think maybe people are going to listen to this and think, wow, those two are really stupid. This is a roadmap of what not to do. <laughs> right. That's why, that's why we've called it How Are We Still Married? Because if we had followed any kind of path or uh, you yeah. know, done anything our, the our right had way. not been the people of yes. Didn't one of our friends recently say, the thing about you two is somebody says, hey, it's one o'clock in the morning. Why don't we go th- and get apple pie and ice cream? And we just go, well, hey, yeah. yeah. And we just get in the car and go. We never were a person, neither one of us. I that's, think that's the problem. Nobody could keep the other one in check. Didn't your mom and dad say that? Or I, th- I think so, that we were too much like each other. Yeah. yeah. It would be like, oh, that's good. Let's go. But when we discovered <laughs> the House of Pies in LA that's open 24 hours, and of course, with that the, solved pie, everything. the pie thing. Yeah, yeah solved so, everything. So you got to go to Three the Three in the morning, <laughs> I can go get great apple pie or great any kind of pie. In fact, we should go there tonight. <laughs> we should make a deal and go there tonight. That'd be <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah. If it wasn't COVID, I'm sure we would have been there five times already. Yeah. But you're you're right. We do just sort of like uh, yes. we don't really think things through. No, neither one of us. It sounds exciting. It sounds like let's buck the system. But I mean, how could how could we turn down? Even though we liked Kansas City and everything was going well, how could he turn down? You know, a thing working for well, Disney it was at a, a lot big, of the number money one too. station. You, you had a big, big offer. This guy wanted me to do funny stuff, and that's what the whole ABC O and O. I mean, it was the jump of your career at the time. Yeah, and he, and he had been at WABC in New York and uh, went there and and you know was bringing me in and and just trying to to. To add, I have my own little segment on the on the newscast and all of that. But it it was it, once I got there, it was a little um, not quite similar to that. Well, Phoenix. he was new. Yeah, he was he was he was new. new and he was a New Yorker. Yeah, and uh, you're in the heart of Texas, and they don't take too kindly to that, sir. Well, so they've got two Yankees in there, you and him, 
And uh, maybe it didn't go over as well as we'd hoped. But what what I was going to say is like a lot of times we're moving around and it wasn't our own fault. Like we didn't say, hey, we're going to look for a job and we're going to get out of here. Sometimes just weird stuff happened and we had to leave. Yeah. Like the Cleveland story. But this time you had an offer that came out of the blue. You weren't even looking to leave. We just bought our house in Olathe. I know. And all of a sudden you've got this offer of a lifetime and I'm not going to tell you to turn that down. Yeah. And then they they promoted me really well there. They had me, I actually had a little segment on Good Morning America. One time, remember I did did that thing. They sent me to Seattle to do like a story on on the weather. They me no all expense. over the country and mm-hmm. uh, just doing these these fun stories uh, and and that kind of thing and it was it was a it was a big deal. It was a lot of pressure though. I just remember because I had to turn like a funny story every day and I kind of remember some of the news people. You know they they weren't so sure that they needed a funny guy. I remember the sports guy was sort of I was they had my office in the sports department and it's like eh, I'm not sure about yeah. this guy. Um, <laughs> So and, Brooks would go in and knock off all of the things on his desk, like on purpose. I don't know how he. Oh well, that it. yeah, that yeah. That guy was nice. He was though. he was nice, yeah. but um, <laughs> but some I could sense from some of the reporters that you know this is a very hard news station, and some reporters that have been there for a long time are like, why do we have this this funny guy here? Funny, there's no funny in in news, and I and I sort of felt a little bit like an outcast at times because you know um, I'm turning these stories around, and I thought, you know, you don't understand how difficult what I do is compared to... Because you have to come up with a story like out of your head, out of nowhere. Right. Anybody could go stand in front of a building and say it's on fire and interview the people and how sad it is. (laughs) I've got got like this blank slate of like, okay, what am I going to do today Mm -hmm. to go out there and and come up with something funny? And it was every day. Most featured reporters are like once a week. Yeah. But you were going strong every single day. And what was happening to me at home, I'm just going to be honest. I mean, I was really getting jealous. (laughs) <laughs> because yeah. your career was soaring. Yeah. And not that I didn't want to be home with Brooks because I, there was no place else I'd rather be or could be. I d- couldn't leave him with anybody. I was literally physically incapable of having someone else be in his life and influence his life like I wanted to. But I was still getting really, really frustrated. I was feeling like I needed to be doing something with my ambition and with my talent. And I just could not figure out how to do both. It was for, for me keeping Brooks at home, most rewarding time of my life, but also very difficult. You weren't you weren't having to feel those feelings of being torn like literally every single day. Well, and I made sure that when I got home at night that uh, you know, I'd play with Brooks and all of that. So I, and I I obviously sensed that uh that you were kind of I think not... some of our hardest years <laughs> yeah. of marriage were in Texas even though that was where you were flying high and um I wasn't doing so well. Well, and for I a while because we had, you know, that little bit of tension at home and I had all this stress from, you know, I always had it in the back of my head, I'm at, I'm at an ABC station, one of a top 10 market and I'm the funny guy and I got to come up with stuff every day. I knew the minute I'd wake up in the morning, the clock was ticking because by six o'clock I had to have And sometimes they were throwing your story across the newsroom at 603 to yeah, whatever, old, get like, it Yeah, like broadcast news, <laughs> yeah, throwing it in. Barely yeah. getting it in under the wire. And I did feel, yeah, some of that And I was watching at you home. at home thinking, oh my God, I want to do it. Yeah. What are you doing out there? <laughs> I look better than you. I speak better oh, than you. I was getting really mad. But you, I think those were our hardest years of our marriage. I think Brooks would attest to that. But you wouldn't do the funny stuff. Yeah. Hell no. 
It got louder. Yeah. I liked personality driven stuff. You know, I, I love talk radio for that reason. And I couldn't do it there. I, there was no way I could really do anything and be the kind of mother that I wanted to be. And at the end of the day, the mother thing completely won out because I would have massive regrets if I didn't choose that route. But then, then you got an acting agent who got you some voiceover. Oh my God. I love the acting agent because she, she was really behind me. I was SAG after and she, I remember her introducing me. We've got a SAG actress in here. Oh my God. She was on days of our lives. And, you know, I was, I felt good about myself and like I was getting some accolades, but here's the job I got. <laughs> I became the voiceover artist for the grocery store chain <laughs> in Texas. Yeah. Uh, best money I've ever made. I mean, I, people will not believe this. I could walk in there. How many years ago is this? If Brooks was, it was over 20 years ago. Yeah. And I could walk into the studio and record for 45 minutes and walk out with like $2,000. Frozen peas, 59 cents this week only. Yeah, ground beef, 59 cents a pound, only at your, you know, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) whatever the chain was. And it was all over Texas. So it was a nice regional spot. And I was starting to make money, but it wasn't giving me the fame, the notoriety, the accolades that I wanted. I was the voice of the hamburger meat. (laughs) So whoopty-doo-da-day. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm, yeah, Meanwhile, I'm on the yeah. ABC station. But, yeah, but Getting I, you nominated know, I, for Emmys <clears throat> and all the, that stuff. Yeah, but I had stress of my own there because the anchor, the old anchor team never really seemed to enjoy my stuff either. You know, like, remember the, I tried the old, to be supportive without being jealous, but it was really tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you didn't so, really so have So I didn't really have home. you at or, yep. or at the station yeah, so much because yeah. even though my boss loved me, it was, you know, I, I felt it with with the old timers there. And I think we fought more in Texas than we did anywhere. I mean, everybody thinks, oh, 35 years of marriage, you guys are so funny. We had a hard time in Texas. Yeah. 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 I, I was not the happiest of girls. I and know. And that made for a miserable life for you at home. Yeah, along with <laughs> along with that that stress of like the main anchor watching my story and I'd come I'd watch it at night, you know, <laughs> and he'd come back with a stern face and go, hmm. It's like, I know, <laughs> yeah, I know behind the scenes, he's, pr- he's probably you. like throwing things like, why do we have this funny stuff on the air? Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. But, but you one, did have the support of your boss. So I did. Yeah. And like, I, I did a lot of fun stuff like, uh, and, but I don't always have to come up with the ideas and that was hard. So at night, sometimes I'd be looking up, you know, like trying to come up with, with, with crazy ideas. Like I found one day was, Don- I tried to help you that way. I could I feel know. like I was necessary in some I way. I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> But like on Donald Duck's 65th birthday, I thought, well, what can that you do hilarious. funny for that? So I got a guy dressed up like Donald Duck. I took him down to the Social Security office as if it's time for Donald to collect Social Security. Of course, unannounced with our cameras going. And so the... the <laughs> and you're in a government office. Yeah. So the, the government uh, agency people and police like escorted us out, you know, escorted me and Donald Duck out. Then we went to like a um, buffet, like, you know, one of those kind of old folks buffets. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the manager wouldn't let us in. He's trying to cover the camera. You can't do this here. And all of that I thought was just so no funny. No permission. Yeah. yeah so. And you used all that. You showed all that. <laughs> yeah. But it all it all finally started coming to a head during the Pasadena story. Yeah. So yeah. So here's here's what, what happened with that. But and I would you know I would do funny stuff. I, I wouldn't I think always you'd do it this way again. I don't think you'd change anything. Well because it, it it's not it's it's the fun stuff that sort of pushes the edge. Like um like when Ses- people at home are going, oh my god, did he just do that? Well, like like so, Sesame Street Live comes to town. It's like, oh, let's do a cute little feature on Sesame Street Live. Nobody wants to see that. I mean, everybody knows what Sesame Street Live is. You're going to take your kids to it, whatever. I thought, well, that's be that would be funny too. Uh, I looked on a uh, on a map or whatever and found that there was actually a Sesame Street in Houston. <laughs> I thought this will be funny. So 
Uh, I asked the Sesame Street Live people to let us have a couple characters. So we had Big Bird, and I think we had Bert or Ernie or one of them, like the guys dressed up in the, in those. <laughs> but you outfits. didn't tell them what you were going to. No, do. I said uh, what were I, no. I said we're going to take Big Bird and Bert down to Sesame Street because there's a Sesame Street, and so they they let their characters come down there, and we got to Sesame Street, and it's like this really rundown part of town, and there's like. Uh, abandoned tires and beer bottles and everything. So I, I, it's no Sesame Street. So I did like sort of a funny thing. I used like Big Bird's voice counting one, two, three, and you see like the number one is like <laughs> right. a, a tire that's been burned. Number two is like broken beer bottles. Number three is something else. And, and you know, it's like hmm, this isn't quite the the Sesame Street. And that that and this, one. The thing is, your stuff was so funny, and I should I should have been better, I mean, but maybe you should have re- realized that I was hurting. I, I was like, oh god, you know, here's another <laughs> Emmy. Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah, but the people from Sesame Street Live didn't appreciate that and called my boss and said, if we had known what he was going to do, we yeah. never would have allowed this. I think this. this was the beginning of the demise of those good years. Well, yeah. <laughs> but the one that Beth was referring to that um, sort of really pushed us over the edge. Well, it, it sort of ended things. Well, I, it, it, I think it was the beginning of the end. Okay. So there's this town. You mean there was more? I must have missed it. The town Pasadena, Texas is... A suburb of Houston, and it's it's very industrial. Um, people probably don't get us in trouble again now. <laughs> people probably know it from Urban Cowboy, that old movie that uh, I think John Travolta was in, um, and that's where Gillies, the old uh, yeah old bar, was. But it's it's very um, very industrial. But the people just love their town. It's like where all the oil refineries are. Mm-hmm. So so fire shooting up into the sky. Yes, and smoke. Mm-hmm. And so I found this article, I forget what magazine it was, that listed Pasadena, Texas as the least romantic city in the country. So I And thought, so here you go. So I thought, oh, well, we don't want to just do like a little story on that. You know, that sure that so I'll have to incorporate that. So I decided to get this couple, two people that worked at the station, a, a guy and a girl, uh, and I took them with me out to Pasadena. We set up a card table. And in, in a field under the in a field in <laughs> yeah. front of a refinery. Right. It was hilarious. It's on YouTube, by the way, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Ted Ishler Pasadena, Texas, or infamous Pasadena, Texas story, God. I think is listed as. So I took them out there. We we set up a little card table and I served them like a TV dinner um, underneath the oil refinery as if they were in love and, you know, clink, on a date. clinking their styrofoam glasses. Um, and then I ended it with their wearing masks which were uncommon at that time you know like the breathing kind of mask yeah if you looked at that story today (laughs) you would think was was covid going on uh back then so the the final shot was the two of them kissing wearing their masks and i we had a graphics guy make heart-shaped smoke plumes come out of the back of the refinery and well then what happened with me saying oh isn't it romantic (laughs) so i thought oh that's funny my boss loved it my boss thought that was funny too yeah 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 so um, he might have been part of the problem. Although the people in Pasadena things. found that not funny at, at all. all. At all. In fact, the minute that thing aired, um, the station started getting all sorts of calls. Then we came to find out that the city council of Pasadena had an emergency meeting and and did some sort of... It was a boycott of Channel 13. Yeah, like they, they, they called for a citywide boycott. They did. And pulling advertising, and they were they were so incensed, and your boss and you both were in trouble. Yeah, and so then, <clears throat> then talk radio started talking about it. There were like these editorial cartoons. There was one with these 
which I thought was funny, which probably got this cartoonist in trouble that showed this this little this redneck couple, this guy in like a you know his little t shirt and underwear sitting there with a beer in his hand, and and they had Channel Thirteen up on the monitor and said, "I can't believe they're making fun of us and you're something yeah, like that." And it's just like was, it was making it fun was of good. them. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I mean, things are what they are, but you you did not do what, and then and then what you did afterwards made it even worse. Well, and then. One of the guys, one of the uh, photographers there was from Pasadena and he refused to work with me anymore because he was incensed. And, and all the people in Pasadena were saying, these Yankees are running Channel 13. They're running it into yep. the ground. What's, you what's going and, on? Yeah. and the guy from New York. Because yep. they found out that, yeah, that uh, the boss was from New York and, and, and I think he was getting some heat too. Yeah. And then the mayor of Pasadena called the station and they wanted some kind of, uh, you know, apology or whatever. Um, but they said, well, let, what you should do is bring him back out here and I will have the mayor or the mayor's assistant show him. How romantic Pasadena is. Yeah, what the the good aspects of Pasadena. So, oh, God. And my, it just made things so much worse. Yeah, my boss calls me in and says, um, all right, we, we've got to do this. Let's let's see what you can do. So they, they take me back. Did your out. boss give you permission in the second story to do what you did? See, that's the thing. They, they watched every story before it went on the air. I mean, they, they never knew what I was doing, but I always had to like run it through them. <laughs> yeah. before. Did you run this by what you were going to do though? I don't, I don't know because I didn't know at the time they, I was just going to go out there and see what they showed me. <sighs> but so, what they showed you was so dumb. They just set them, <laughs> themselves up. So I go back out to Pasadena. The mayor's assistant decides to take me and my photographer <laughs> around for Pasadena it. For it. to show us <laughs> what really is romantic about Pasadena. So they first they take us to this park, and in, this is in the middle of summer. Uh, <laughs> it, it, this park that has like no trees and it, and it had a dried up lake. Like in the middle of it. That's so romantic, yeah, and darling. There, there maybe were a couple picnic tables that were like chained to the, and the they ground. And they were being serious. They were. And and it's like, okay. So I started thinking, all right, we'll get some shots of that. Then then they take us to Blockbuster Video. Back, For this, real. This was that was the shocking thing still, to me. Yeah. And said, so you can re- you can rent romantic movies here at Blockbuster. And they were, they were very that, serious. They were. So I couldn't believe they were serious every, on that. They set themselves up. Every place they took me was just like a parody of it's like, oh my god, well there's no way I can be serious and say dried up lake, <laughs> picnic tables change the ground, I, I can't blockbuster video. <laughs> yeah. It's so romantic. I want to go there for a getaway. So I made another did another story that was worse making fun of them even yeah, more. Worse than using the first. you know the tour that the mayor's assistant uh And that was the beginning of the end of you and your news director. Well then yeah then the mayor of Pasadena um, called the, the general manager at the station and said, "You he did it again. <laughs> you will have to have a retraction, or or we're going to make sure everybody in Pasadena never watches Channel pulls 13 your again." Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they wouldn't even allow me. They they said that then I you know was called into all these high level meetings and with the general manager and the news director and, and then the news director is sort of like, "Well, I don't I don't know. I yeah, I think you did go a little too far." It's like, well, but he you, approved it. Yeah, and you guys are like thinking this is so funny. See, this at, is why you time. don't go into the media business. <laughs> this is why Brooks ran. We're like, you're perfect for broadcasting. Good looking, great voice. You can talk on your feet. He's like, are you kidding me? I've lived it already. Yeah. This is why. He, he knows remembers these stories. Yeah. And so the general manager is sitting there with me in the news 
direct and says, all right, I don't think we can have you go on the air and apologize. We're going to have to have our main anchor, the guy that had been there forever, um, go on. And so he had to read this statement, like <laughs> Channel 13 does not approve. Like, so they basically threw me threw un- under un- the bus, yep, yep. like saying, you know, we're, we're sorry. This was this was a mistake. And, and uh, we, we've learned from our mistakes and blah, blah, blah. And so I think from that moment on. I, I still did the funny stuff, but I sort of like had my wings clipped a little but, bit. But meanwhile, behind the scenes, I had figured out something to do for money. Yeah. So in case that you did lose your job, which ultimately you did, we had a net under us. And I had created um, Acting Up at Brooks's Little Montessori School, and that was going phenomenally well. I mean, instant success. No, no ever where we were in the red, we were in the black from day one. And uh, before I knew it, I had over 200 children enrolled in acting up. And I was going and working at four different schools four days a week. I mean, I worked eight hours a week. Yeah, so it was Beth, crazy. Beth came crazy up with this great successful. idea of like teaching acting to kids. But it was just like fun stuff. She would go to school well, from school to school process. and do it. I mean, I, I, I included so many things from my own background. So I don't, I don't know that it would be easy for somebody else to replicate because I was doing I was doing speeches. I was teaching them how to be a public speaker. We were doing commercials, commercial work, voiceover work, costume design. I mean, everything that I had ever done in my entire life, from stage acting to film acting, on-camera acting versus stage acting, musicals, rolled it all into one and created this fabulous program. And it just went off the rails. Luckily... Because uh, Pasadena really never ended for you. <laughs> well, it was soon. Yeah. And so you had that going, which was great. Um, I was finally feeling successful again. In the nick of time. In because the nick of time. soon after Pasadena, my boss left. I, I don't know if enough. he was forced out, yeah. but he went back, he went to, back ne- to New York. He went back to New York, yeah. which left me there with uh, the general manager who had hired me. But, you know, he, Didn't was sort like of, you anymore. he wasn't a big fan. And then they brought in this news director who just really could not stand me at all. He thought my stuff was ridiculous. <laughs> I remember he, he sent me, I, I did one story and he sent me uh, an email when I got back and said, you've embarrassed this person. I want, I want you to give me three reasons why when your contract is up, I should ever renew it. And it's like scathing. We should have had you go to work for Dave, David Letterman because that's where <laughs> you belonged. Yeah, but but this guy just really hated me. And then when my contract was up like a few months later, goodbye. He didn't renew it and he was mad about it. He was like, you know, uh-huh. there's no reason you should be working at this place. You've you've brought down the reputation of this station. And then I went to the general manager who had been a part of hiring me the first time, and he's like, "Well, we tried an experiment and it didn't work." Like Like you were in Oh, okay. Well, thanks. Now I've I've got a I've got a kid <clears throat> yeah. uh, who's like 3 years in in Houston and all of a sudden it was over. Yeah, a kid who's uh, 7 years old uh and well, He was 8 8 by we then. We moved to nine. Houston for this yeah. and thank you everyone for this experiment that yeah. that I was told to do funny stuff and push the envelope. Well, yeah, and your boss put you up to a lot of these things. The well, New Yorker boss. I know. And then <laughs> then he's like, eh, I think I'm heading out of here. Like, okay. Well, and he can left I, you. Can yeah. I come with you? And yeah. like, uh, well, yeah. no. So that was really sad. That was one of the biggest blows to your ego, to your career, to your climbing the ladder, the, all the Emmys and nominations and everything else. And luckily, um, Acting Up was going so strong at that time that we didn't have to have your job. So um, 
that that leads us to what we what would a person like every single time we lost a job time to move time to pack we went we would go somewhere else and this time we didn't have any place to go no so what did we do we bought a brand new house (laughs) i know that way more expensive than the one that we were in because i was digging in my heels i had a i had a career i had a business and brooks was happy and i thought damn it i'm not leaving anymore and i'm in houston without without my job after being like the big guy yeah well (laughs) and we will go into how all that that there was some crazy God, it was just that. such a roller coaster ride in Texas. It I really know. was. Oh, geez. I still get uh, talking about that yeah. That other news director, like, oh my God, I still, uh, you know, like <laughs> get tingles down my back. Like, I know. That I think guy this is going to be, me. yes. And I yeah. think this is going to be a lesson for people thinking they're going into broadcasting and having this fabulous career. Yeah. And, and this is what it's really like for a lot of people. They don't move as much as we did, but this is what it's but, like. You like Dan know. Rather ever said, in broadcasting, you either have been fired or about to be fired. Yep. And, and I read that book, and I still got my degree in broadcast journalism. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Uh-huh, yeah. So we've got many, many more stories, and uh, it just They just, just gets get crazier. crazier and crazier. But thanks again for listening to us. Make sure you go to Apple Podcast anywhere else and give us some likes and write us uh, some reviews, only if they're good, of course. Only five star, please. Send us an email at uh, us at stillmarriedpodcast.com, yep. which you can send us anything you want, and, and we'll even talk about it, possibly. And go to our Patreon page which is patreon.com slash how are we still married and you can join for just a little bit of money and you can see all sorts of backstage stuff yeah and i'll put all these stories on there so our patreon members can can see that um and eventually we're going to have all sorts of merchandise merchandise, yes various things but uh if you are a patreon member you can see everything that we're talking about as well so that's uh, this craziness. I let you talk a lot in this episode. Does that <laughs> yeah. make up for like, what is it, 10 right. episodes that I, I didn't know. let I, you talk? I think we're still at like <laughs> 65, 35, but uh, yeah, that, that helped a little bit. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be quiet. Very difficult. Ask all my teachers, grades <laughs> one through 12. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Thanks so See much. You See you later.